Okay, so we're looking at Obadiah verses 10 to 11, and this is John Calvin's commentary on these verses, Obadiah 10 to 11. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. In the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou wast one of them. The prophet here sets forth the reason why God would deal so severely and dreadfully with the Edomians had he simply prophesied of their destruction. It would have been an important matter for the Jews might have thereby known that their ruin was not chance, but the scourge of God. They might have known that they themselves were with others chastised by God, and this would have been a useful instruction to them. But what brought them the chief consolation was to hear that they were so dear to God that he would undertake the defense of their wrongs and avenge them that he would have regard for their safety. Hence, when they heard that God, because he loved them, would punish the Edomians, it was doubtless an invaluable comfort to them in their calamities. To this subject, the prophet now comes. For the unjust oppression of thy brother Jacob, the word chemis, or violence, is to be taken passively, as though he's at sea how thou hast acted towards thy brother Jacob. And he calls him his brother, not for honor's sake, but on the contrary, for the purpose of showing forth more fully the cruelty of the Edomians. For consanguinity had had no effect in preventing them from raging against their own brethren, and as it were against their own bowels. It was therefore a proof of barbarous inhumanity that the Edomians, forgetting their common nature, had been so inflamed with hatred against their own brethren. For, as it is well known, they had descended from the same common father, Abraham, and also from Isaac, and had the symbol of circumcision. The Edomians indeed professed that they were the descendants of Abraham and were of God's peculiar people. Since then God had made his covenant with their common father Isaac, and since they had equally retained circumcision, which was the seal of that covenant, how did it happen that the Edomians conducted themselves so cruelly towards their brethren? We hence see that the name of brother in this clause for the oppression of thy brother Jacob is mentioned for the purpose of enhancing their crime. As then he says, thou hast been so violent against thy brother. Cover thee shall reproach and forever shalt thou be cut off. Hmm. He intimates that the calamity would not be only for a time as in the case of Israel, but that the Lord would execute such a punishment as would prove that the Edomians were aliens to him. For God, in chastising his church, 
ever observes certain limits, as he never forgets its covenant, he proves indeed that the Idumeans were not his people, however much they might falsely boast that they were the children of Abraham, and make claim to the sign of circumcision, for they were professedly enemies and had entirely departed from all godliness. It was then no wonder that their circumcision, which they had impiously profaned, was made no account of. But afterward, more fully and largely unfolds the same thing. In the day, he says, in which thou didst stand on the opposite side. But the Edomians might have made this objection. Why dost thou accuse us of having violently oppressed our brother? For we were not the cause why they were destroyed. They had the quarrel with the Assyrians. We labored to protect our own interest in the midst of these disturbances. We sought peace with the Assyrians. And if necessity had so compelled us, that ought not to be ascribed to us as a crime or blame. In this way, the Edomians might have made a defense, but the prophet dissipates all such pretenses by saying, in the day in which thou didst stand on the opposite side, in the day in which strangers took away his substance and aliens entered his gates and cast lots on Jerusalem, were not thou there? Even thou were as one of them. Now this is emphatically introduced, even thou or thou also. For the prophet exhibits here as a hateful omen, it was no wonder that the Assyrians and Chaldeans shed the blood of your brothers. For they were enemies, they were foreigners, they were very distant people. But thou, you were of the same blood, you whom the bond of religion ought to have restrained and further even you who oughtest by the very claim of vicinity either to have helped your brother or at least to have condoled with them. Yea, thou were so cruel as to have been one of his enemies. This surely can by no means be endured. We now perceive what the prophet meant by saying, in the day, in the day in which thou didst stand on the opposite side. It is, it, it is as if it were an explanation of the former sentence, lest the Edomians should make a false excuse by objecting that they had not been violent against their brothers. It was indeed the worst oppression when they stood over against them. Though they were not armed, they yet took pleasure in a spectacle so mournful. Besides, uh, they were not only idle spectators of the calamity of their brothers, but were also, as it were, a part of their enemies. Has thou then not been as one of them? I shall not proceed farther now. So essentially, um, God is accusing uh, the Edomians, the Edomites, of being enemies to their brothers. You know, they, they say, you know, we just didn't do anything. We just watched all this happen from afar. Um, but essentially, God is saying, if you do nothing when something's happening to your brothers, if you are right there and you see it happening in front of your eyes and you do nothing, you can't call yourself a brother. More than that, you should call yourself one of the enemies. And that's the charge that God makes against the Edomites. But also, I guess an encouragement that we find here is that God is essentially protecting the interests of his people. You know, um, 
in the midst of this, Jerusalem is being destroyed. Um, the people of Judah are being persecuted, and God is actually defending them against the enemy. And the enemy includes those who attack them, but also those who do nothing to help them. And there's something comforting about that. There's something very loving about that. That God would come to your defense when no one else does. Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these words. That um, on the one hand do comfort us in our times of loneliness. You know, we think we are the only ones experiencing this oppression. You know, you tell us that you see and you know and you defend us. But also remind us that you are a God of justice. You will punish those who do harm and also those who do nothing. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So John Calvin, Obadiah verses 10 to 11. And I say this simply because so many leaders, um, you know, to be honest, you know, some of the churches, Chinese churches especially, Obadiah 1 verse 1, the vision of Obadiah. That's it. a podcast called The Daily Bible Reading Show. This Malaysian guy reads the Bible every day.